Yo yo. Oh, and uh, peace and light to you. How's it going? I was just scrolling through Anchor, and the topic of um the educational system came about, you know. And I guess um, not really a fan of the current educational system. Now, for all of you getting offended listening to this. I'm not saying we don't need education, but anything that is assessment driven is driven by a specific agenda, you know. So, I mean, if your kids are failing in school, how can they be failing at life? They're already themselves, you know. So this is like the issue I have with the current schooling system, you know. I mean, I've, I've got a 11-year-old sister, and um, she... <laughs> Invited us to the zoo with like a, you know, my mum couldn't go. So she says, yo, Greggy, can you um, volunteer to help us out at the zoo? I was like, yeah, hang out with some kids, man. It's going to be dope. I've been hanging around adults. They've just been talking about people. Let's go find out what kids talk about. And I was quite surprised, man. The difference between them and people like my age is that they live in the right now, you know. They accept consequence to them. It's like, it's just a consequence. Oh, it was a mistake. Oh. But I think in translate like in the in the transition, not translation, in the transition from being a child to I guess graduating uni or even high school is that you lose that, you know? You you, you lose your your tenaciousness and your audacity to try, you know, because you're always getting push down on the thumb telling you, nope, that is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong, you know, and I mean, life is all about trial and error, and our schooling system, I don't believe it allows for trial and error, it allows for right and wrong, who stipulates right and wrong, what is right and wrong, I mean, these are questions that circle in my mind often, you know, for whom is the assessment written, because it's it's not written for the kids to achieve in. It's for them to learn and follow. You know, there's no, for them, there's no other template. You know, and we, like my generation, I'm 27. You know, so 1990, baby. Our generation, when I went to school, you know, I, my my parents used to get mad at me for asking stuff, man. You know, and it's just I've only re sub subsequently realized of late that it's because we were. I guess predisposed to like more information than our parents were. We had Google and Y2K and all these other things, you know? And then the next generation, like my sister and those kids, man, they smart as F. Like, I'm not even joking. Like I said, I went to the zoo and um, Auckland Zoo outing and it was amazing. So many kids on the bus. Shout out to um, Dave McMurtry. My old schoolmate who's now a teacher at my sister's school. You made me feel so old, you bastard, when I saw you. But it was really good to see you. Really good to see you, mate. Anyways. <clears throat> get there, and um, we're talking about... Uh, I'm just moving along with the GoPro and whatnot. And they're like, oh, yeah, sweet. We're going to go to to bugs. We're going to talk about bugs. And I was just like, oh, yeah, sweet. Well, you know, back in my day, no one knew about bugs. Well, let's all learn today. So then the teacher at the front there, the, the zoo guy, he goes, um, so can anyone tell me anything about some bugs? Are there any bug experts here? And now 
in between, like there's this very brief split second where I was like, you know, no one here's gonna say nothing, straight up. I mean, back in my day, we used to have like one guy who like liked snakes and birds, or or one guy who liked lizards. You know, that was that was about it. So I was like expecting like two or three hands. No shit, bro. Like eighty percent of this, <laughs> the class just boom put up their hands, and I was like, bro, what the hell, man? Like, I would have been. I would have been the geek, like the the odd one out here. I'm like, all these kids know, and then I'm like, oh, I mean, how much could they know? They say experts. Well, let's see what a kid thinks is an expert. The teacher goes, "Hey, young man, what do you what do you know?" And um, the kid goes, "Well, back in the day, dragonflies used to have wingspans of ten feet, and the reason why was because the oxygen was so pure, and they were able to." And I was like, Arr! Say what? Oxygen. This guy not only a bug expert, he knows about oxygen. The thing we're messing up. I was like, get this kid on a podium in a minute. Seriously, like, what if he could be the face of emissions as to why we should stop using cars tomorrow? Get him on there. He's a kid with, like, no agenda. Right there. We need a better quality of air for everything to grow. I mean, just on that one thing. I was like, bam. And this is where I learnt, man, these kids are just really, really smart. It's not that they don't know how to communicate. It is not that they are incapable of learning. <laughs> it is that the people who are telling them what to learn don't know the potential of what they are learning. You know, you they might think they do, but it, these kids need to be let free into their own future to guide, like, with our guidance, you know. Because we're the adults, we're the ones who are supposed to worry. They're the ones who are supposed to show us possibility, you know. And then our current educational system, you know, one that I'm not entirely happy with because we don't let kids be themselves, you know. And then when kids aren't achieving, then we give them pills to suppress, you know, their sadness for not achieving and not feeling accepted. And then, then that becomes a bullying thing. And then the parents have trouble, you know. And then who knows at home, too? Education from home, self-respect, self-love, you know? That that stuff's not self-taught, you know? You're born with love. You're born with it. You're born just as a blank canvas. But then, I guess, your parents need to encompass those things. It's already encompassed into you. That's why, you, for a lot of people, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but for me, you know, I always wrestle with doing the right thing in my mind, you know? Like, I mean, today, for example... <laughs> There was a centipede, like a little m m centipede on the floor. I mean, I could have squashed him, but I was resting. I was like, no, nah, man, he doesn't belong in the bathroom. He belongs outside. And it was just like the nice thing to do. But a kid would do that too, you know? They just, they just, it's all encompassed into you, you know? It just depends how, how sad the world has made you to, to be a sad person, you know? And you need to, I guess, realize through the education of educating yourself, I guess, on how to re-love yourself. Because you don't question yourself as a kid. You just do stuff and get hidings. You know, and you get, yeah, if it's wrong and you whack, 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 don't do that again, blah, 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 you know. And I mean, I suppose the same lesson could be taught if the parents knew how to say it without emotion. <laughs> you know, if they could calm down and reflect and, and, you know, figure out a way. Because at the end of the day, they're the adults. They're supposed to figure it out. It's not the kid's journey to get beat the shit out of every time he does something wrong, you know. And then also, is it a time thing, you know? Are we spending time 
Are we teaching our kids to spend time with themselves, to, to appreciate and love themselves? Do we love them? Do we show them why we love them? You know, I mean, this is all part of education as a whole. Education doesn't start when you're seven. Education starts when you're born. This minute your sensories work. Baby crying, who knows, could have all the answers for us, but still got to learn how to say the words. And then we have questions for it. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Doesn't know how to speak English. And then it's got all the answers but doesn't know how to speak. But yet we're bombarded with questions and linguistics that we just, that it would never understand. And then if that baby did have the answer, it would take 20 years to get out and it probably would have forgot. You know, so I mean we have to take a corrective action in our education system, per se. To see what it is designed for whom it is designed for, whom it's designed to benefit, is it us as a wholeness for the future, can we continue doing this, how is it affecting our minds, how is this culture affecting our world, how is it affecting mother nature, how is it affecting people that aren't around you, yeah, think about your reality, it's not you, think about that, you know, like I said in a couple of podcasts earlier today, you know, for us, Great success, able to listen to this on Anchor today. Thank you, Anchor. But, kids died today, man. And and then, what happened? Also, is uh, kids died last week and families died last week. And today, there's a very angry person with no answers. You know? And who's going to help that kid? You know? And who's going to give them food? And who's going to help that? So, I mean, the education is alright, but... I think we've made a few mistakes in, in telling kids there's right or wrong and then forcing them also to compete. Because you cannot compete if you're unique. <laughs> there's no competition. It doesn't exist. You have to believe in yourself and do you. And there is no wrong way for you. It's just on the way to being right or doing you. <clears throat> so, I guess my view on education, the system itself is quite distorted. You know, I'd rather have farm schools and you know building schools and take away the um, working age you know take away the working age let a kid figure out what they like find out what they like before you send them to whatever they, it is they, their passion is you know if a kid likes a digger and he's four years old give him a go man give him a go if he likes it well then at least he knows he loves dirt and then he can go to school and while he's there he's like actually you know what I'm losing it for this you know I don't think this is my passion he's not wrong he still learned skills up until that point he's not going to forget very smart kid, but then he just moves on to the next thing, and then they bounce off and you vibe, but we can't, we're not going to see legends in our lifetime, you know, Johnny Danger and Avicii, you know, rest in peace you guys, you guys set a very good example on, on how to live, how to be, how to be you, without, with everyone's judgment and criticism, water off a duck's back, you know, two legends taken away from us, but it is our responsibility to teach kids that legacy right there the good used to die young you know that used to be a thing we don't have to do that anymore you know the brother Johnny and Avicii and you know my homies who passed away last year Omar and Opa and uh, Tom you know people have and I'll tell you why I learned of these guys my education of these guys you know Tom you know I went to his funeral last year it was the first of three for me in, in uh, 2017. And I saw what it was like for a family to lose a father. And that was very heartbreaking. You know, he's got two beautiful little kids. Tash, you know, 
she's doing much better and I hope you're well, love. You know, and it broke my heart to see that these kids are now going to grow up without a father. You know, at the time I was, wasn't really making sense of it all. But then the, then the next thing, my best mate died, Omar. And that was the most beautiful funeral I've ever been to in my whole life. Um, you know, his, uh, his little brother, um, Hernan, you know, he soothed some souls with his, um, with his message at the end, you know. And he said, there's no right way to grieve, you know. But what we should do is live in the honor of Omar. And I say the honor of everyone, you know. And everyone I've mentioned in this podcast, we should live in their honor. Not in their memory, you know. We can't be there. But we can take their legacy they left. We don't have to undo their work. We just have to look at what they've done and recognize that these guys were happy as like so happy doing what they loved regardless of the ridicule regardless of the consequence regardless of the cost because it's what made them happy you know and then with my granddad that passed away <coughs> when New Zealand granddad you know our last conversation that we had was about love you know unconditional love and that is a that is a very vast topic that I could speak about for hours on end you know, but he blessed me with that and thought he's now gone. And that's how legends leave their mark. Because you can't question that. You can question them when they're alive. But you can't when they're gone. That's what they stood for. That's who they were, you know. And I'm blessed with the examples of these lads. And recently, you know, Johnny, bro, we're going to keep your stuff going, man. No one's ever going to not know. There's no Kiwi ever going to not know your beer, my friend. You know, you had some great times way back. Known, known for about 12 years, Gravel Pit, Long Bay, you know, Rangi, out the back, you know, the placemakers, um, the placemakers arranged the range days, you know, it was, uh, it was good fun, you know, and I can tell you now, he was the same dude then as he was now, just a lot more grown up, and a much bigger heart, you know, over time, yeah, did his stuff, man, but he's a legend, man, I tell you, when you spoke to that man, he looked at you in your soul, and he used to give you the time of day. You know, and this is the type of thing we need to teach our kids, man, some respect. We need to tell them someone is as valuable as you are, but you need to see the value in yourself first. And I feel this is the education system that we need to start moving towards on a holistic level because our kids don't deserve this. I don't even have kids, man. I can't wait to have kids, but not in this world, you know, not like this. See, I first got to find a missus first, but yeah, not in this world, man. It's just, it's not nice, and we don't, we're not being good examples, or I don't have many good examples. I've got good examples in the form of, like, you know, The Rock, and, and Kevin Hart, and, you know, funny people like Joe Rogan, and Gary Vee, and, you know, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, I mean, the list goes on, you know, there's a, there's a few role models. But all adults, I should be able to turn to every adult and get advice, you know, and not be ridiculed, and blah, 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 and you know, hated on, but we don't have that, we need a world like that, we need some role models for these kids, we have to, we have to, because how can we expect them to build, carry on building the future, <laughs> when we're still trying to find the tools, you know what I mean, and the tools just believing in yourself, when you believe in yourself, you don't realize it on the wholeness scale, how if every person just believed in themselves, together we believe, 
you know and if every person loved themselves as a as a unit we love you know and then we move forward we move forward so the education system was uh, <laughs> quite a topic yeah yeah and I do thank you for your time I, I invite your thought and um, yeah man if you if you if you resonated with something or vibed with something that I said I'd love a message let me know man uh, that's how I grow peace and light to you all much love your boy peace